0: glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Well, when you can understand the intent of God's Word, it'll change your attitude in life. There's a lot of people thinking, well, you know, God just wants me to be sick and poor and, you know, this will make us have greater rewards in heaven. Well, I see what Jesus said about that. Go to Luke's Gospel, the 6th chapter, verse 20. And he lifted up his eyes on his disciples and said, Blessed are ye poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Well, now there's a Scripture, see, to fire some of that teaching that, well, how blessed it is to be poor. How many of you believe that you're blessed when you can't pay your light bill and can't buy food? Don't you know that Jesus knows better than that? When he said, it's the will of God that it be on earth as it is in heaven. Well, now let's find the intent of what Jesus is talking about then. He lifted up his eyes on his disciples and said, blessed are ye poor. Who was he talking to? Poor people. When Jesus started his ministry, Luke the fourth chapter, he stood up in the synagogue and said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he hath anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He's anointed to preach the good news to the poor. The gospel to the poor. And here he is preaching to the poor. And that's why he said, blessed are ye poor. That's who he's talking to. He's like saying, blessed are you, James, because I'm giving you the kingdom. What if he said, blessed are you, Billy, because I'm giving you a hundred thousand dollars. (laughs) you receive it don't you well would you have thought then see the problem is people take that well he said you're blessed because you're poor but now let me show you it can't be the intent of what Jesus said he was simply anointed to preach gospel to the poor good news to the poor man is it good news to the poor man to tell him he's blessed when he's poor Boy, you're really blessed. You can't pay your bills. Don't have enough to eat. You're really blessed. No, they wasn't blessed because they were poor. He was talking to the poor and telling him, You're blessed because I'm giving you the kingdom. And when the kingdom has come, it's the will of God. It can be on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, you can tap into abundance through the kingdom, even while you live here on earth. Now, there's people that get offended at that. But I can't help that. They got offended at Jesus. Now Let me prove the intent. Look at verse 21. Blessed are ye that hunger now. They're poor. They're hungry. Blessed are ye that hunger now, for you shall be filled. Well, when are you going to be filled? When the kingdom has come. He's not talking about waiting until you get to heaven. He's talking about the abundance the kingdom will bring. Now, don't get the idea. I get so tired of hearing these people get on radio and television and say, Oh, these charismatics and these prosperity teachers are just making God a big slot machine in the sky. They think we're going to bankrupt God with their faith. (laughs) Jesus said, Blessed are the poor, because they that are hungry will be filled. And blessed are ye that weep, for ye shall laugh, What's he talking about? It's going to be turned around 180 degrees. When? When the kingdom comes. When I give you the kingdom. All right, let's find some more intent. Let's be sure that we got this right now. Let's not go off half cocked. Go to the 12th chapter of Luke. Verse 29. But seek not what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, neither be ye of doubtful mind, for all these things that the nations of the world seek after and your heavenly Father knoweth ye have need of all these things, but rather seek ye the kingdom of God, rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and you'll be poor the rest of your life. <laughs> That's the way some people preach it. If you come follow Jesus, you've got to be poor, because the Bible says that Jesus was made poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. So see, Jesus was poverty stricken, so you're supposed to be too. They're preaching the opposite end of the truth. Second Corinthians eight and nine says, You know the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you, through his poverty, might be made rich. Oh, but Brother Caps, don't you know that means spiritually? No, and you don't either. Because that intent is not in the scriptures. It is not in the context. It is true, all right, that Jesus did bless us spiritually. But in that scripture, it is not talking about spiritual things. It is talking about money, finances. Why did Jesus become poor? To suffer the curse of poverty. The curse of the law was threefold. Poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. He suffered them all three so that you would not have to suffer any one of them. You can. You're redeemed from sin. Did you know that? But did you know you can still sin? You're redeemed from poverty, but you can still be poor. You're redeemed from spiritual death, but you can still die spiritually. You don't have to. You understand what I'm saying? So Paul is saying, Jesus became poverty stricken on this earth to suffer the curse of poverty. So you wouldn't have to. The same as he suffered for our sins that we would not have to suffer for the guilt of our sins. You are no more redeemed from the guilt of your sins than you are from poverty through what Jesus did. That is the intent of the scripture that Paul is saying there. Read the eighth and ninth chapter of Second Corinthians. Both chapters, how many subjects in the Bible gives two whole chapters to one subject? Not many. And Paul thought finances was so important that he gave two whole chapters to it. And he is not talking about spiritual things there. Although Jesus did bless us spiritually mightily, certainly he did, that is a truth. But in the context, it is not there. The intent of what Paul said is Jesus became poor, poverty stricken on this planet. He did not own property. He did not own possessions on this earth. But yet every need was met because he operated in spiritual law. But he gave us the kingdom. And he said, if you seek first the kingdom, then all these things shall be added to you. The problem is, people seek the thing instead of the kingdom that will produce the thing. Oh, I wish I had time to go into all that. If you seek the kingdom, you'll find out where it is. Well, where is the kingdom? The kingdom of God's within you. And Paul said, The righteousness which is of faith says the word is nigh me. It's in my mouth and in my heart. Where's the kingdom? In the heart. The word of promise is in your mouth and in your heart. And you plant the promise of God in your heart. And it'll produce in the kingdom exactly what the promise said. Give and it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. So bountifully and you'll reap bountifully and my God will make all grace abound toward you. You speak that into your heart and it plants it in the kingdom but rather seek ye the kingdom of God. All these things shall be added unto you. What? Housing, clothing, what you eat, what you drink, all these things. You won't have to worry about them, but seek the kingdom. All these will be added to you. Fear not, little flock. It is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. The Greek says, The Father took great delight in giving you the kingdom. Who? The poor people. Well, somebody said, why did he just give it to the poor? They the only one that listened to him. Amen. The rich trusted in their riches. They would not listen to Jesus. The Bible says the poor people heard him gladly. I mean, a man comes preaching that when you're hungry, you're going to be filled if you'll operate in these principles. Brother, you got their attention. Did you ever go out on the street and find a guy that slept in the boxcar last night that got offended if you offered him a $100 bill? I don't think you'll find one that'll get offended to that. Brother, I mean, that's good news to him. Jesus came preaching that when the kingdom has come, it can be in your life like it is in heaven. You can tap into abundance on this earth. I am come. I who, the word, has come. That you might have life and have it more abundantly. How are you going to enter into that? Through the kingdom of God. And the kingdom came on the day of Pentecost and was set up in the hearts of men. They won't say low here, low there, but behold the kingdom of God is within you. That is the kingdom Jesus is talking about when he said, "Pray the kingdom come." We don't have to pray that today. The kingdom came on the day of Pentecost. What we need to do now is learn how to operate in the principles of this kingdom, get it to bring forth the abundance. And it's available on the earth today. It is our promised land for this life, not when we get to heaven. 2 Peter chapter 1 says, God hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. How? Through the knowledge of Him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature. Didn't say you would be, said you might be. You have to make a decision to be a partaker of the divine nature and operate in the principles of the kingdom, and then all these things will be added to you. You know, the more you speak this, the more you see it. And Jesus, the intent of his message to the poor was that the kingdom of God will elevate you to a place that you can't get in the natural realm. Now let me show you parallels in the scripture. The promised land to the children of Israel was the land of Canaan. It is not a type of heaven. It is an Old Testament type of our inheritance in this life. He said, you'll live in houses you didn't build. You'll eat a vineyard you didn't plant. In other words, you'll be blessed. That was the will of God. But did they all make it? No. You know why? Many of them wouldn't believe it. God bless you. I appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. I trust you've been blessed by the broadcast as we've taught about the intent of the Word. Now, before I leave the broadcast, let me remind you all of this week Their CD offer will be CD offer number 7221. That's 7221. It's entitled, God's Image of You. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. God's Image of You. What kind of image do you have of yourself? You know, in the sales world, they've known for years that the self-image determines what you will accomplish. And if you don't understand God's image of you, you're never going to have the right image of yourself. James chapter 2, listen to what James says. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any man is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man that beholdeth his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deeds. In other words, you could read in the word of God, which is a mirror, it reflects what the word says you are. You could read it, get excited about it, but go out and face the circumstances of life and get depressed and begin to say, well, it doesn't matter what I do, nothing works out anyway, or nothing ever works out for me. And the Bible says you're more than conquerors. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. John said, you have overcome the wicked one, or the Antichrist, the spirit of the Antichrist. For greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. So when you go out and face the circumstances of life, don't forget what the Word said. That's why we should meditate the Word and dwell upon it. That's offer number 7221, God's image of you. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, one, Until tomorrow, this Charles Capps reminding you, the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046.